Hey, what's up, Refine Nation? I am very grateful to bring another episode this week around the renewable energy space. We have a conversation with William from Helios. They are building DeFi infrastructure to allow investors to support direct renewable energy projects on top of existing commercial and industrial businesses with cash flow and assets on their balance sheet. These are real world assets coming on chain with a stable yield and uh, supporting yeah, electrification and decarbonization in the global south in particular. There are projects live in India, um, also the Middle East and South America. I'm really optimistic about this bear market providing a lens of focus to encourage capital to go towards the assets that actually have the most real world tangible value and to use the power of Web3 to create um, transparency and increase integrity and improve investors' confidence about what assets they are buying. It's been a great conversation for me after having many months of hanging out with William in the founder circles and refi DAO, seeing somebody with a lot of experience uh, building entrepreneurial ventures, turning his heart and mind towards climate and making a very targeted intervention at a specific piece of the puzzle that can make a big difference. So hopefully you enjoy this episode. Um, they've got a launch coming up in the new year. I definitely recommend um, digging beneath the surface and looking at how each of us can deploy our capital and our talent to make the biggest difference in this time. Thanks for your attention. I hope you enjoyed the show and let us know what you think. Hey, what's going on, William? Whereabouts are you calling in from, man? What, what are you up to? That looks like a cool place behind you. Yeah, so I'm uh, calling in from Hayama in Japan. It's uh, okay. sort of a surf town just south of Tokyo. Um, staying in a 100-some-year-old Kominka house. Um, and yeah, really excited to be in the area. This is I've been on the road for like 10 months, so almost really? 11 months wow. now, I think. Yeah, started in Portugal, yeah. so eager to go back. <laughs> um, <laughs> nice. But yeah, I've been on the road uh Thankfully, Japan is Japan is my very last stop. Um, here with the folks from Makia Dao, who are uh, mm -hmm. to to touch on that real quick before we dig into all things Helios and etc. Um, let me see Akia Dao. Uh, so we are purchasing and renovating a um, Akia, which is an empty home uh, located in rural Japan. Essentially, mm -hmm. uh, there's a huge housing crisis in Japan. By 2030, one third of all homes will be vacant. At the same time, we feel there's a lot of positive generative energy in Web3 that is kind of looking for a home outside of Twitter, Twitter mm -hmm. spaces, kind of that level of engagement. I think that a lot of people yeah. crave an in-person experience. Um, that's something uh, I actually facilitated a few hacker houses across Europe a few months back mm. um, and just loved the experience, had such an awesome time there um, and kind of wanted to continue that in a more pers uh, more permanent sense. Um, so yep. sort of a, a convergence of forces. But the long story short is that we're here to purchase and renovate a house um, and we want to kind of create a space for artists, builders, creatives, really just awesome people looking to create cool stuff from all around the world to come together nice. in this, um, you know, ancient and culturally significant home in Japan to mm. renovate it and kind of create a, a container for human flourishing is a, a phrase we like to use. And I really like that one, just a, a place for awesome people to be doing awesome stuff. So, um, 
Dude, that's that's such a nice lens. I I very much feel drawn towards those bases of in-person connection. There's a big reason why I moved to Portugal, Mm -hmm. just to be near other people physically, I think. You know, I'd been working remote for a few years before the pandemic, and then the pandemic hit, and then, I don't know, there just is something that you you can't really beat of being with people who see a world in a similar way are building towards a better future and Mm -hmm. enjoying food and drinks together and really cherishing those moments. So I'm excited to see what y'all create. And I think it's important to have those strong bases from which to build big audacious, you know, organizations that are trying to change the world. So, so good on you, man, for putting yourself in a place that really fits your entrepreneurial energy and vibe. Um, Thanks, man. And yeah, I know this, like, yeah, you've had a, a, a long founder journey. You've had other experiences in the past. And so <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm just curious to understand, like, yeah, Akiadao, Helios, like, how's this all fitting into your own journey of being a founder? And like, what are you really trying to achieve through this work that you're doing? So maybe we touch on that a little bit before we dive into like the depths of Helios and what you guys are up to. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, been a founder mm-hmm. for about nine years. Um, and yeah, we're coming up on 2023. So I've been in crypto for almost nine years as well. Um, Originally, I was just sort of doing crypto stuff and also founding stuff. They never really united until that came much later. There's sort of side projects on side projects. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, I've done all sorts of entrepreneurial realms. I've done, you know, real estate, food, liquor. I did African-American hair care, which was such a wild journey. We won a genius (laughs) grant for it. It like things got way out of control. Um, But that was super fun. Um, Done property management. I've done... um, like online, like web applications, two-sided marketplaces, tattoos, all sorts of stuff. Anyway, um, eventually I found myself at a, uh, building out a car audio component manufacturing company, which was a Mm. super, super niche, but super profitable experiment. Um, we were designing and manufacturing small components that people would use in very large audio systems, Okay. Worked on that for about three and a half years and then sold that uh, in February of 2019. Yeah. And uh, that was definitely like a formative experience in my life because it was sort of, mm-hmm. you know, I've been like hustling these side projects for years and years and years. And it's always like, man, if I could just mm-hmm. like build a proper company and like, you know, go through that, like the, the I, I did the did the first step like a thousand times. And I was fine, like getting to the later steps and like got to the point of like exiting. And I was like, mm. you know, this is like my life is complete. Like this is going to be the best thing ever. Um, and you know, it was super sick for like a week. And I was just like walking around like I'm the king. you know. Uh, and then I was like, wait a minute. Like, what, what do, I do, do I do now? <laughs> like, like, what the, like, what was the point of all of this? Like I spent years and I mean, like I was grinding. Like I'd get up at four in the morning because I was doing university nice. at the same time. So I was get up at four in the oh, morning yeah, and start my entrepreneurial work. The only like, I have such a like a, distracted nonsense brain that like if anyone else is awake or anything is going on, I can't get anything done. So I'd like wake up early in the morning, do all of my work and then like go to classes and go through all those phases and then go out. And I was just like, yeah, I stayed up for three days in a row one time. I had like a, you know, it it was chaotic. I was like totally toasted. Mm -hmm. Um, and it just felt like it was like, what was the point of this? So, um, a long journey after that, did a lot of traveling, um, actually, fun, fun fact, the first thing I did after I sold my company, <clears throat> I Googled, like, what do you do? Like, what do you do when you, like, have an exit? 
and it was just like the first thing was travel so i just booked a mm. booked a one-way ticket to tokyo leaving like three days later and just like flew to japan i'm like i've never been to asia like here we go um that's awesome so it's definitely a unique experience like coming back to coming back to tokyo coming back to japan after all this time super glad to be back but i think really the big takeaway there i spent you know a long time thinking on this a lot of time meditating and contemplating and just like being kind of depressed for a long time but um I decided that, you know, an entrepreneur is like who I am. Like I want to build things. I need to build things. And like, for me, there's like really no other option that would like satisfy my physical, mental, emotional, uh, physiological needs. Um, but if I go through this trying experience of being a founder again, like it needs to be impactful. Like it needs to have like a much deeper Mm. purpose. Um, and for me that, that was very much environment. Um, I grew up in a, a small town in rural Wisconsin, right? There's like 8,000 people there. It's called Holton, Wisconsin. If anyone's from there, hello. We probably already know each other. There's nobody else <laughs> All there. those listeners in Holton. Yeah, yeah. My, my Holton, Wisconsin demographic, shout out. No, um, so I grew up like in nature, you know, I didn't have neighbors. It's just like trees and farms, basically. Um, so I have a, definitely like have had this strong connection to nature since I was a kid. Um, and actually it was actually going back home and spending time in nature that I realized like, this is what really appeals to me. This is what matters. Um, Mm. and from there it was a, well, I have this skill set. I have these, this connections, this capital, like all of my resources behind me, like what can I do personally to make a difference, right? Like what's the most effective thing that I can do to fight climate change, to advance natural causes, to, to make a meaningful impact in the climate space, I guess. I don't know. A bunch of ways of phrasing the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's super interesting. It reminds me very much of a conversation we had with David Rodriguez from Draft Ventures. Um, yeah, who, yeah. 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 He's an experienced founder and super cool dude. went through a similar period of introspection and came to that point of realization that um, all that he had and all that he had been given was best applied towards climate. And it's quite a powerful shift and realization to harness all of that potential energy and direct it at something greater than ourselves. Um, and I really enjoy the, the metaphor that I was given at Terra.do when I was doing the climate change learning fraction bootcamp where they basically say, Hey, climate is, you know, a symphony. There's so many different moving parts and it can be overwhelming as you come into the space to trying to figure out you know, what instrument do you play? Where do you fit in? You can't play all of them. So your job is to just find your instrument and stay in time. And I like that there's this beautiful harmony that comes into place when you accept that, like, I don't have to do everything. I can have a really directed contribution towards this massive coordination game and make a really big difference if I do my part right. And I think there's a beauty in Web3 around the open source composability, um, you know, money Legos interacting with other systems and creating network effects that other people can build upon to say, ah, I want to take what so-and-so has done and extend it or, mm-hmm. you know, fork it, modify it, et cetera. So yeah. um, why don't we dive into like the problem you guys are trying to solve at Helios, your understanding of it, how you came to see this as a problem. And yeah, maybe we start there and we can unpack some of the other edges a little bit as we go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Helios in a nutshell. Um, Helios is a DeFi protocol that enables anyone anywhere to directly fund high impact solar installations all around the world. So basically accelerating the clean energy transition in places like India, Africa, and South America. Um, one of the big problems I saw, or like really the initial thing um, 
my first thought of like, okay, well, how do I do the most good? It's like, well, I can just invest in climate stuff. Like how hard can that be? Right. We'll start there and we'll like build yeah. from there. Um, so I started there and got completely stuck there. I was like, wait a minute. Like, why can't I invest in green assets? Like I can't, other people must want to do this. Like, this isn't yeah. enough. I'm not doing something. I've done some crazy stuff. This is not one of those crazy things. This is something <laughs> yeah. super simple. Like, <laughs> I want to put my money toward good things for the environment. And they're just like, oh, like, you know, buy an ESG ETF. And it's like, I have a, you know, I've worked at a <laughs> what private assets equity are firm. actually in that thing? Yeah. What am I yeah. actually getting exposure to? You know? Yeah. I'm like, I've worked at a fund. Like, I'm going to do some homework. You know, I'm just going to like, here's my money. I, I'm, I trust financial advisors. You know, I'm not that crazy. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I took a look at what goes into ESG ETFs. And it's like, holy shit, man. If you're investing in them, please take a look at what you're investing in. If there's oil companies in there. Yes, really. Um, there it's like 70% tech stocks, 9% is faith-based investments, which I don't even, I can't even like praying for change. I don't even like know where to begin <laughs> for that. Like what is a faith-based investment? Like, what do you mean? So, yeah, yeah. um, basically all this is to say like, there's an insane amount of greenwashing going on and it's really difficult to really invest in like high impact direct solutions. Um, for me, I'm very like a very pragmatic person. Like stories don't like hit me in the heart the other way, the way they seem to hit other people in the heart. Like I'm very like a data driven person. Um, so I'm just like, let's look at the data. Like what are the most effective ways to fight climate change? And like renewable energy, it's like solar power, wind power, and like all this other stuff. The nuclear is down here. I just think that's like, I think nuclear is the way to go to be like full, full disclosure, nuclear is the way to go. Um, it's just like not, there yet and it's not really investable anyway getting off you course. Mean fusion yes yes fusion not fission yeah um definitely yeah, yeah. definitely team fusion um but yeah <laughs> in like in the 10-year time frame it's like solar is the best way to invest in climate so i'm like all right let me invest in solar like no problem you know um and like no it's a huge problem it's really really difficult like i can buy yeah. s stock in a solar company but that's not funding solar that's like investing mm -hmm. in a company and like that return profile is like based on solar you know you like it could be said mm -hmm. it's a driven anyway um yeah helios lets you directly invest in solar energy you can use your capital to fund uh the purchase installation and operation of solar panels you're directly generating clean energy that energy mm -hmm. is sold it's profitable um and that yield it forms 100 percent of the yield in the protocol so mm -hmm. you're, there's no crazy token shooting back and forth. There's no like, we promise this will work. Just invite four of your friends. Um, it's just like a tried and true business model. I think the, the crypto side of this is that crypto has a pretty major diversification problem. I think as yep. we've seen in recent times. With, Asset diversification. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And also human diversification. But yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That is, <laughs> we can get into that too. Two yeah. white guys on a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Two Yes, yeah. Do what Americans on a podcast. Mm -hmm. Anyway, keep rolling. Too many Americans, man. Always. Um, so yeah, major diversification. Yeah. Essentially, like, I mean, you see with um, 3AC, you see with Lunaterra, you see with FTX, like, diversification of your portfolio is really, really important. Proper management and transparency into the business practices of what you're investing in are super important. There are treasuries with 200 300 million dollars of assets that are all in eth like 
Yeah. In the Web two world, they would call you completely insane. Like you would, you know, you'd yeah. like you'd be disbarred or whatever the disbarred version is in finance. Like it's crazy, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So we're offering strong diversification opportunities into real world assets. So even if God forbid, like you didn't care about the environment at all. You're just like a, a pure capitalist. Like I still think Helios is a strong investment opportunity because we're locking in eight to twelve percent yields with twenty year contracts in the real world, backed by real world energy infrastructure. These are fully collateralized asset backed tokens. Of course, they're also totally kick environmental ass. <laughs> like there's, you know, we're generating clean <laughs> kick energy. Environmental ass, I love it. Okay, so let's unpack that a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I think there's there's some people who are more familiar with the renewable stuff. Um, we did obviously an episode with Renewum and Brianna gave, you know, a pretty good historical background on crown yeah, environmental yeah. commodities. Um, let's talk about kind of how this works today and what role you guys are playing in particular, because I understand um, a few pieces of the puzzle, but maybe you can kind of fill in my gaps. So you have landowners, right? And some of these pieces of land um, could be used for a variety of purposes, right? Farming or whatever. Uh, and there's a number of people looking at just saying, hey, I just want to build like a massive solar farm and put a bunch of photovoltaics onto this plot of land. Mm-hmm. And I need a bunch of capital to do that. And um, I need to basically, you know, create a business model that says, here's the capital I need. Um, you know, it'll take me this long to get this stuff set up, up and running. Then I'll be generating power. This much power by this time frame of which I can, you know, pay back whoever my investors or my, you know, the, the people that loaned me that money to be able to pay for the solar. And, you know, in many parts of the world, um, renewable energy is sort of, yeah, obviously um, more profitable than the fossil-based counterpart. But in certain parts of the world, the cost of capital is so high that it makes that prohibitive, right? Mm -hmm. So can you unpack a little bit in terms of the connection between landowners, you know, project developers, and the kind of financing instrument and what role Helios plays in this and, you know, highlight any misunderstandings I may have had when I described? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Where to begin, where to begin, where to begin? I think first, solar is a very broad space, right? There's, there's obviously the geographical component of are you building solar in the US? Are you building solar in Europe? Are you bringing solar in Africa, Southeast Asia, mm-hmm. India, South America, et cetera, right? You can build it all over the world. Um, each one has its own kind of subtleties and quirks. Um, on the other side of it, there's a scale of the size of solar that you're building. So you can build like residential yeah. solar, you can build like uh, commercial and industrial solar, or you can build utility scale. Which is like mm-hmm. a plot, you know, massive plot of land, just like a sea of solar, mostly like ground mounted, right? So mm-hmm. the solar that you described is generally closer to utility scale, which is mm-hmm. here's a plot of land. I want to put a ton of solar on it and I want to sell that to the grid. Um, yeah. I think overall, that is seems to be the most profitable area of solar, mm-hmm. um, which is why it's also like the most adequately funded area of solar. That said, okay. it is fairly risky in that you are counting on the grid to buy that energy. You're counting on you know the site to be what you expected, um, and you're going to have the longest lag time between when you purchase those assets and when they start generating um, capital. So okay. we operate primarily in the commercial and industrial sector. So that is okay. working with existing businesses, um, say like a. A university, a hospital, a um, textiles factory, yeah. Uh, yeah, like any small to medium enterprise, right? That's so like uh, 
random businesses. Um, so we, let me see. Some of the benefits of working with them is they are a operating business with real cash flow. So we know yeah. that as a counterparty, they're good. Yeah, they're good for the loan, right? Um, and they're you know generating generating income. They have financial history. It's just the due diligence process is a lot simpler. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so we've gone commercial industrial. Um, on the U.S. versus the rest of the uh, kind of emerging markets versus developed markets, mm-hmm. in developed markets, there is tons of capital, tons of time. Like people really, really want to invest in this. There's just yeah. not enough projects to actually invest in. And all of the big mm-hmm. ones just get immediately swooped up by like banks with infinite money. All right. So you actually have <laughs> too much money and you have not enough projects. On the other hand, in emerging markets, it's precisely the opposite problem, right? You yeah. go to the south of India and you'll immediately realize like, this is a great place to build solar. There's no adverse weather conditions and it's just insanely sunny all the time. So it's like hot and sunny. <laughs> yeah. Like, why is there no solar here? It's like, because it's really hard to finance it. Like, there's not enough money from that economy flow from kind of like that. You know, their financial infrastructure is not in place to as effectively loan money and finance that solar. So you have too many projects mm. and not enough capital. Well, we're like, why don't you just connect the capital over here to the projects over here? Um, it exists. Right now, it's mostly large projects. So in the utility scale mm-hmm. solar, right, really big solar installations, like that's not a problem. Blackstone has solar installations all over the world that they can fund. The trouble yep. is when you're working with these big banks, you're looking at a... Like five to ten million dollar minimum like the smallest mm-hmm. amount they're willing to invest is enormous um and you know that scales up to like 100 200 million dollars like very very quickly um yeah. whereas most of these commercial and industrial solar installations are 100 to 500k in size or smaller okay so oh, interesting right i didn't realize yeah basically yeah essentially there are thousands of these projects that are too small to get the big money but like can't quite get the local money because the the infrastructure there is lacking so we're like well crypto people want to invest in solar crypto people want asset diversification but crypto people want real world assets why don't we build infrastructure that connects this you know trillions in crypto capital to all of these underfunded solar projects so that we can do good and make money for everyone involved um the only thing that's unclear to me is like why more people, I guess I say like, why aren't more people doing this? But then like in my day to day, I'm like, man, this is really hard to do. Like there's so many, there's so much complexity from mm-hmm. and just like the requirement of understanding of like legal, regulatory, like not only finance, but like international finance, understanding crypto. Like it's just like a lot of, it there's is a lot of complexity quite difficult. Um, but if you can pull it off. Yeah, so- yeah. We can so maybe bring, let's walk, yeah. let's walk it through it from like a perspective of a, you know, um, business in South India, like you described saying, Hey, we've got this exi- existing plant. We produce, you know, product X, um, and we use a bunch of energy. And like, if we could invest in, you know, a 500 K solar array on the top of our plant, like this would be really helpful for us on a variety of measures. Um, where do you guys fit in and what's the process of them? Because essentially they're, you know, applying for effectively a loan from Helios. Is that right? To finance the installation. And then how do they end up paying it back? And how do you like manage the collateral? What is given as collateral? How do you manage the risk? Like just maybe unpack it from the perspective of that particular um, user point, if that's all right. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a perfect question. I think like when you give me like how is solar? It's just like there's so much to do. I think if just like walking through a user flow gives people a really clear idea of like here's what's actually happening. So to begin, a solar development firm, which is a team of solar construction and financing experts, they will go to different small businesses and say, hey, you have a great rooftop to build solar on, but you don't have any solar there. Why is that? The business will say, well, we don't have the capital to spend on solar, right? We have to spend a bunch of money up front, but then our return trickles in over a few years. So the solar yeah. development firm goes, well, we'll pay for all of that solar. You don't have to make it no investment at all from you. All the business has to do is sign a contract that says, I will purchase energy from you for five years, seven years, 15 years, 20 years, whatever the length of the contract. Oh, um, interesting. So sort of a win-win for them. They get solar at a cheaper rate than they're already, they get energy at a cheaper rate that they are paying and it's green energy. So solar energy, as opposed to, I mean, most of these grids that we're working with in India are burning coal. So they're burning with coal. The, yeah. the, the dirtiest energy. Yes, the dirtiest energy. So they're going from the dirtiest energy to perfectly clean energy at no cost. For them, perfect. That's why there's so many projects in this region. They're like, that's amazing. Why would we not do that? So yeah. the solar yeah. development firm takes that contract and brings it to Helios, a capital provider, and says, hey, we have this contract for this solar installation. Here's all of the, you know, financial documents on the business. Here's kind of like all the uh, necessary docs you need to do due diligence. What do you think of this deal? And we'll review some. Um, obviously, some deals are like not so great. Some are amazing. I think it's really comes down to the strength of your relationships with the solar developer. Um, you need mm -hmm. to be working with the right people that you can that you can trust. Um, for Helios, yeah. we only work with businesses that have a longer than 10 year operating history in India. And in South America, we're actually working with mostly like large multinational companies like Nestle, Goodyear, um, Teva Pharmaceuticals, really big companies that the reputational risk of not paying us back is greater than any gain that they could make, right? You don't want to be in the mm -hmm. news mm -hmm. for screwing your green energy provider. Like that's a really bad look. So they bring us the contract saying, would you like to fund this renewable energy in, uh, installation? We say, absolutely. That's what we do. We do our due diligence and we um, basically enter into a business agreement with the solar developers. So we will maintain ownership of the, we'll you know, give them the money as a loan and we maintain to purchase solar assets. We maintain full ownership over those solar assets. And as those generate energy, we sell that energy to our commercial customers they're generally saving 40 to 60% on their energy bill. So these they're getting green energy and massive savings. Um, and we're still making uh, you know, generally 8 to 12% over the period of the loan. All of that money flows directly back to our crypto users, who are essentially our investors in these solar projects. Um, and soup to nuts, yeah, that's about it. So from the, from the user side, they're depositing capital, uh, which would be... USDC or um, USC or USN, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From the yeah. from the investor side, which is you know crypto users um, mm -hmm. depositing stable coins into the protocol, um, they can choose which bucket of solar installations they want to invest in. Say, um, you know, northern India, southern India, um, North Africa, uh, East Africa, South America, different different geographical buckets. Um, they can invest in those specific solar installations. And um, yeah, that's pretty much all they need to do on their end. And then they earn yield over time, uh, 8 to 12% per year. I've said that enough now. Um, 
And yeah, that's pretty much it. Pretty simple, nothing crazy. Like essentially we wanted to make the protocol as simple as possible. I think there's a lot of um, very complex DeFi protocols that I've sort of consistently failed to understand. Um, and then when those super complex money-making machines suddenly steal all your money, everyone's really surprised. Like, what? Like I can't believe they've done this. Um, it's like, well, you know, just invest in things that you can understand. Like, if you can't understand where the money is coming from, like, the, there's probably it's probably something wrong, you know. Um, fund energy, sell energy, earn money back. Like, yeah, totally. Simple. I think I think it's a really nice targeted intervention that you guys have made, focusing on the industrial and commercial, focusing on you know the emerging markets, focusing on projects that banks would otherwise struggle to finance and um, businesses which yeah have a clear operating history and you know have assets and have cash flow you know like it's it's a really clear um, targeted play and yeah it it makes me think like there's a big opportunity here so I'm curious to hear you understand like what is the size of that slice of the market and um, yeah how are you guys going about capturing it Yes, absolutely. One of the things that we do struggle with quite a bit is getting consistent market data on emerging markets. Like, I actually know, like, I have a much more like, clearer data set on, like, U.S. solar markets, which we don't even operate in, just because, like, that information is so readily available. But when you look at the size of the solar market in India or Africa or Chile, like, it's surprisingly difficult to get that data. Um, especially when you want to drill into that commercial and industrial slice of it. I think the hmm. the trickiest part there is like there's so much to solar that it's like how how big is any given slice? Um, hmm. I know that global solar is currently something like 200 billion. Um, solar is growing really, really quickly. The uh, Basically, the interest in green investments is also growing super rapidly. Um, I want to say it's at something like 400 like blackstone alone is 400 billion dollars this year it's doubling every year it's like 100 percent year over year growth and that's like at centibillion dollar scale like you're just looking at a chart that just goes straight up and i think that really yeah. reflects the like sentiment of modern times of like you know 20 years ago it's just like al gore shouting at a wall like hey global warming like nobody really listened it's just like oh he's a hippie whatever and now it's like you see like you see coast flooding, you see forest fires, you see like very imminent signs of climate change. And it's like, oh, shit, yeah. we need to do something. It's like, well, yeah, <laughs> we've needed to do something for a very long time. Um, mm. You know, I wish more would have been done previously, but like here we are now. We can only here we, are. we yeah. can only move forward. We can only do the best with what we've been given. Um, so I think the consumer sentiment, like I really want to invest in climate change is like really, really growing. So when I look at the total adjustable market, I, I ask myself like, well, is this just emerging markets? Is this just commercial and industrial? Or do we have the mm. opportunity to build something that can capture a very broad swath of desire to invest in impact? When I look at current yeah. impact investing solutions, like even like outside of Web3, like I think Web3 solutions are actually the best solutions. Like when I look at Web2 solutions, I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like this is so horribly bad. Um, not to like point it like I, I'll just point out like Blackstone ESG in particular like like come on like the head of ESG at Blackstone 
quit because he was like, this is criminal greenwashing. Like, like imagine the CEO of your company just being like, hey, this is all bullshit. Like, <laughs> no, nobody, nobody's going to say it. Like, it's like, come on. It's the, it's the guy running the division. Like, uh, yeah. Google this, like Tariq Fancy, like T-A-R-I-Q Fancy left Blackstone and like wrote a 40 page expose calling it like greenwashing nonsense. Wow. And this is like the leader in wow. like ESG investing. So when I look at Helios, I don't see it as a, a way to fund solar and emerging markets. I see it as, you know, on a, on a 10, 15, 20 year timescale, which is the timescale yeah. we operate. Like we have 20 year contracts. Yeah, we like, have to. Mm. Yeah. We'll be here. Um, I think of it as a way to change all of impact investing because when I look at impact and I see a horribly broken system. Um, it's not as if we're alone fixing this. And I really welcome anyone who is interested in working in this problem to, you know, join Helios or found a competitor. Like people ask me, like, are you worried? Yeah. Like if you prove this works, like what, like won't a bunch of people come and just like do it as well? I'm like, yeah, but, but yeah. if that doesn't happen, we all die. <laughs> like that's, that's the best thing that can happen. I don't even like, I don't yeah. even understand the question. Like, you, like but, uh, you're looking at a, a way to make like three X returns. I'm looking at a way that like we all come together and save the human race. And like, I'm not doing that alone. Like that's way too hard. Like yeah, someone's smarter than homies. me. Yeah. The homies need to come and help us out with this. Cause like there's billions of dollars of solar installations that are going unfunded. Like, this yeah. is free money, you guys. Come take it. Um, you know, invest emissions through are still rising. Temperatures are still rising. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Yeah. So, so where are you guys at in terms of your roadmap? So I know you did really well in one of the Gitcoin rounds. I think you raised like yeah. 90K or something. How have you been invested to date? What pilots have you run? How much capital have you deployed? And like, what's coming next? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, we, we killed in uh, GR13. Shout out to everyone who helped us. We had over 500 unique contributors. We placed... Bitcoin love. I think number five overall raised like almost $80,000. So we've used that to fund solar installations in India. We have four solar installations online right now in Pune and Kerala. We are looking at funding a hospital solar installation in Guatemala. We're also, um, I I will say I've, I've been talking about this for a while. It's moving very slowly and I'm truly sad about it because I think it's such an awesome opportunity to do both um, social good and environmental good. I like, I, this is a project that like I'm obsessed with. It's definitely a lot more difficult to fund than most projects because it is less profitable and it is sort of like in like a very, very developing country rather than like a medium Mm. developing country. So that's Guatemala. We're still on it. Trust me. I'm, I'm getting this deal done if it kills me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I think it might kill me. Um, uh, in a more actionable sense, we're working on funding a project in UAE, United Arab Emirates. Um, okay. Let me see. We've got a university in India that we're working on funding as well. Um, yeah, so that's the gist of that. Amazing. Um, we're closing These on are some... operational. Yeah, yeah. So we're out here. We exist. Um, I think the biggest thing for us was like, well, do we really know how to fund solar on the other side of the world? So rather than starting with a bunch of marketing hype saying like, we're going to do this, it's going to be crazy. Um, we just went and did it to prove that we could do it. So I, I very much believe in like a pragmatic approach to things. I think there's 
mm-hmm. personally, I think there's like way too much marketing and I don't want to say way too much storytelling, but like sometimes a little bit too much storytelling. Like people tell a story that yeah. doesn't exist as if it exists. And not enough like, impact. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. You know, like do I, the work. I had a, <laughs> a reader in the refi roundup responded to a feedback request. They were just like more impact, less hype. And I was like, yes, thank you. Totally. So you guys are making that impact. You guys are actually financing projects. Um, yep. And then w- what's the path from here? Like, are you going to raise money to really take these proof of concept projects and scale it out? Or like w- what's happening next? Yeah. Yeah. So um, immediate next steps. I think the biggest thing upcoming is our public launch. So we have been mm-hmm. working on building out this protocol for what feels like a lifetime now. I think we're actually coming up on a year. I think we should host like a Helios wow. birthday party. If anyone's in nice. Tokyo, join me for Helios birthday party. Um, yeah, so we're launching soon. Um, I think we're actually like very nearly ready to launch. Um, I will say the only thing holding us back right now is like market conditions. Um, mm. I know, like it feels like it feels like the excuse for just like everything is just like, oh, market conditions. But I look out the window and like the whole world's on fire and I'm like, hmm. Like, you know, maybe we should wait until the, the things have calmed down a little bit, right? FTX is still yeah. spicy and et cetera, et cetera. Um, so I think if I had to guess, I would say like mid to late January is when we're looking at launching. Um, really, the big thing with launch is we'll finally be able to accept capital from all over the world to begin yeah. funding solar installations. So we Super have, cool. yeah, I am personally like crazy excited. We've lined up like a few million dollars worth of solar installations that we can invest in. So in terms of the amazing two-sided marketplace, right? We've spent the last year, we've built solar installations. We've proved that we can do it. We began to, you know, build out all these relationships. We're coming up on like year long relationships with these solar developers all around the world. They're like, all right, we're ready. Like we've, you know, we've got solar installations for you to build, bring us the capital. And it's always been like, we're working on the tech. We're working on the tech. We're working on the tech. Tech is finally done. Um, so we're looking to bring our solution to the world and, uh, yeah, begin funding more and more solar. I'm, I would, you know, if it's a huge launch, that'll be awesome. If it's a quiet launch, like as long as we're funding solar, as long as we're moving. Yeah. I mean, it's as simple as that. Like as long as we are funding more solar, as long as there is more solar in the world than when we began, I will be happy with that. Like whether this goes viral or we raise like $20,000, like We'll fund more solar. Incremental. Yeah. Pro- you know, like exactly. I in the prize. Totally. Yeah. It's and a long term game. An incremental improvement process. Definitely. And and who's who else is working on this with you? Like I remember walking through your deck a while ago and seeing some pretty sweet people coming alongside. Obviously, you've got, you know, a broad entrepreneurial background, but who else is leading the charge behind the scenes and making this come to life? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we've been working with John from Spark Eco. Um, we've also been working with Colleen at Gitcoin. So they're actually, so there was a, we were looking at funding a lot more like social good, um, flavored Mm -hmm. projects. So along with Spark Eco, we spun up the Solar Foundation and actually had a a small Gitcoin round, um, in the most recent round that we were able to raise a a good amount of money to support the Iowaka project and Jonathan. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Casa Pueblo in... Puerto Rico. I want to. I, I Iowa, always Uganda mix up Uganda and Costa Pueblo, Puerto Rico. Okay. Yes. Cool. Yeah. I hope it's not Costa Rica. I always mix up Puerto Rico and Costa Rica. <laughs> I like. I need to go to one of them forgiving. so I have like a strong sense of which one is which. <laughs> Sorry if I messed that up. I'm. I'm doing my best. Um. 
Yeah. So we were able to um, raise some capital and really like start a, you know, um, a more socially focused, um, you know, social over profits endeavor. Um, so they're primarily working on, on that with that. Uh, I've got our head of ops is James. So he's doing all sorts of cool stuff. A lot of like behind the scenes work, a lot of community work. Um, we've got some some meme folks uh, and we're looking at bringing on a head of sales right now. Um, I think cool. you know sales is something that we've always kind of struggled with in that we're very much builders, but we're not big like talking with other people, people or like, you know, like mm-hmm. I'm just like horrible at hype. Like I'm literally so bad. Um, so we're like hiring, you know, a hype man to um, get our launch out the door. Um, and I just nice, want to make sure I'm not forgetting like- anyone. I mean, we just worked with so many fantastic individuals over the last year that like, I would love to just give a shout out to everyone who has contributed to Helios, whether it be big or small. Um, we've had, you know, so many people arrive through the Discord. I've met so many awesome people at conferences mm. um, in, you know, ETH Barcelona, Block Split, ETH Denver. Um, man, just, I've just met crypto. I was staying at a hostel in North Macedonia and the other guy in my hostel room, there were four of us and it was two software developers working on climate tech in Web3. I'm like, no way. Like, I no way. I love it. Um, so just <laughs> the like the changing man. Yeah. This yeah. Is, I was like, there's coming a movement. What? Like, how are you in so North? Cool. I didn't even know North Macedonia was a country. Like, how are we both here? <laughs> um, so I just want to like, is where, this is where the refi devs hang out. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. That's, that's, I mean, shout out the Balkans. Like what a fantastic region. Eastern Europe is super cool. Anyway, um, nice. I just want to like send a lot of love to everyone who's been part of the Helios journey. Um, it's certainly been a rocky ride. I've learned so much as a as a human, as a leader, as just like an, a being who exists. Um, and it's been such a pleasure to like work with everyone who's contributed. Um, again, like whether big or small, like it all counts. It all moves us forward and mm. pushes us toward the ultimate goal, which is just funding more solar, doing our part in the fight against climate change. Um, well, dude, so, that's super cool. Tons well, of love. Kudos to you guys for putting your heads down, building through the bear, keeping focused on the prize of financing renewables. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's, yeah, I love the pragmatic approach. I love the impact first, and you can hype up later once you've you yeah. know, financed the projects and proven it to the world. I'm really excited to hear the tech is ready and launches around the corner. Um, and, and maybe just quickly before we, we close out here, I know we've got a few minutes left. Um, just help me understand like the legal structures and how it works. Like is Helios a company? Where is it incorporated? How do you deal with all of the different, you know, uh, projects in different countries? How do you deal with, you know, the management of risk and, you know, mm-hmm. what, what is that, uh, web of considerations look like? Yes. Now I'm immediately remembering the person I forgot to shout out was our lawyer, Nick. Um, Infinite love. Like, I think one of the biggest competitive advantages of Helios is actually that, like, we don't come from, like, an immediately solar background or, like, solar or climate background. Um, Hmm. Our biggest areas of expertise, I would say, are finance, regulatory, and um, tech. So, essentially, we... whereas a lot of people come from like, I want to do good for the world. Like I've planted a lot of trees. Like, how can I do this? We're like, Mm -hmm. we've moved money all over the world in a regulatory compliant manner. How can we stop moving that money from hedge funds pockets to like actual stuff that deserves money? 
Mm. Mm. <laughs> um, so yeah, so the, we've kind of began with the regulatory piece and build backwards. I think if you want to build a project, you know, I, again, I see Helios as a 20, 30, 40 year project um, because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, that's how long we're locked in for it. I hope you'll be with us for the journey. Um, we wanted to start from a place of regulatory compliance and then build a fantastic experience backwards. Cool. Um, getting into Helios, uh, I'll say one, you know, not financial advice, not a lawyer, hire a lawyer. They're super helpful. Um, and I think our solution is fairly specific to what we do, but Helios Mm -hmm. is actually like six or seven different companies. I want to say, so we have Mm -hmm. a Delaware C Corp. We have a Delaware LLC. We are spinning up an offshore foundation. Um, we have a S special SPV. We have an LLP. So bit, Hmm. What's a what's a more helpful way to phrase this? Our head our operations are headquartered in the US for each country that we need to op- that we operate in in like a solar sense. Um, we have to have an SPV and a, so a special purpose vehicle to uh, finance and own the solar assets and we need an LLP, which is a limited liability partnership with our solar developers. Right. So for okay. every country that we're in, we have one of those. So we have one of those in India. Cool. We have one of those in UAE. Um, we're finalizing, I believe. We're, yeah, we're in the process of finalizing our um, structure in Chile. I hope we don't have to mm-hmm. redo it for Mexico. I'll have to check on that one. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of like the blueprint. That's cool that you have that structure set up and you've done it from a regulatory compliant way first, as opposed to the like DGEN, oh, we'll just make stuff happen and then figure it out later. Um, yeah. I think that's totally the right play. And yeah, man, for, for people who are listening or resonant with the, the approach you guys have taken, the opportunity, like how can they get involved? How can they support what you're doing? Who do you need? You know, what's going to take you guys to the next level? Yeah, absolutely. So right now, the best way to get involved would probably be to follow us on Twitter. We are at Helios Refi. From the Twitter, you can find our Discord link to join the community and get involved. Um, we also have a website, www.helios.eco. It's super cool. We, If you saw our website a long time ago, please check out our new website. It looks a lot better. Um, our development team has been hard at work building out fantastic stuff. Um, and then, yeah, really the biggest thing is supporting our launch. So coming in January, we'll be having a public launch of our protocol. Super, super excited for that. Um, and at that point, you can, you know, I mean, just be there for it. Tell a friend, invest capital if you want to, fund some solar. Um, really, like any help is any help is helpful. So just um, participating in a launch in, in whatever way you feel is reasonable for you. Um, and in terms of joining our team, um, we are definitely looking for marketing and salespeople, um, community people, really people that want to engage with the refi community, um, as a member of the, you know, Helios delegation, I suppose. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I think that's the biggest thing. It's just, uh, we're, we're finally, we're finally bringing what we've been building for all this time to the people. Um, I'd love for you to check it out. Well, dude, it's been an honor having you in Founder Circles. I so appreciate, yeah, the wealth of experience that you've had and the focus on building and making an impact and, you know, seeing sure. the challenges that we have and uh, dedicating, 
yourself to it. It's, it's a real gift, man. And I'm, I'm excited to see where you guys end up in a few months and even a year from now. Um, I think these kind of targeted interventions have huge potential for leverage and impact. So thanks, man, for coming on the pod and look forward to seeing what you guys come up with in the, in the new year and participating in the launch myself. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you for spearheading the refi movement. Like it's, it's so great to have like a representative that I know is fighting for me. I think of you as like, I don't know if this is a, like a congressman for refi or something like my <laughs> voice, God. my voice, at the, you know, my voice at the global <laughs> stage, like someone's, you know, someone's out here rallying the troops, getting all the people involved. I know it's not me. I'm here to build stuff. I wish I was better at yeah. talking with people and, and promoting things and like, you know, telling a story and, and sending a message, but I'm so glad that you were the one who's doing it. Um, thank you so much it's for having me on the podcast. It's, it's really been a pleasure. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'll see you around the founder circles. Good stuff. Totally. Awesome, man. And for any other storytellers out there, want to get the story of regeneration out there, little alpha, we're going to be, um, yeah, continuing to create more content in other languages, in other topic areas. And so if you've got a piece of the puzzle that you want to share, let us know. We'd love to help you um, share your story with the world. And yeah, thanks again, William from Helios. Uh, bless you, man. Have a good rest of your eve in, in Japan and we'll hear from you soon, man. Peace be with you. Will do. Thanks. Thanks.